Broadcasting from Hollywood, it's the official On Air with Brandon J podcast. Here we go. go. Hello, welcome to Audio with Brandon J. I'm Brandon, and I'm joined by two gentlemen, Woody and Chris. Uh, they represent the nonprofit Brothers in Healing. Woody and Chris, great to have you on the show today. Tell us about this amazing nonprofit and your mission, your your purpose. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, uh, we appreciate you having us on here uh, and letting us share our story and kind of figure absolutely who we are. Um, we came up with Brothers in Healing. Uh, we both we both retired from PTSD law enforcement. Uh, I did 20 years. He did 22 years. And, you know, we just came together after seeing all of our brothers and sisters harming themselves, you know. And so we said we have to, instead of sitting back and watching this happen, we got to come up with a way that maybe we can help help others. And so we came up with this nonprofit. And what we do now is we go around the country and we speak. We tell our stories about what happened to us throughout our careers and our families, and we're very open, and we're like a book. Whatever people want to know, we tell them. And every dollar that comes into our nonprofit goes right back out. We don't we don't pay ourselves out of this nonprofit. And I, I we've been told that we're kind of a uh, rare. a rare thing because a lot of people pay themselves out of their nonprofits, but we don't. You guys are a rarity when it comes to nonprofits, to say the least. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's the, uh, a lot a dirty little secret. Uh, for first responders is it's the number one way that we're losing our first responders is by suicide, uh, directly wow. correlated with PTSD. And uh, right now, uh, Chris and I, we learned that we're losing 22 veterans a day. And what does the world look like when uh, your first responders and your military vets are, are, are killing themselves? Who's left? Who's, who's the shepherds that go out and protect the flocks? What does your community look like? And um, something very uh, ironic, I guess, is that uh, one of the things that's very unique about us is that we also walk the walk. We put ourselves through a P inpatient PTSD facility. Uh, so we know what we're talking about. Uh, it was a 35-day inpatient treatment with Deer Hollow in Utah. And we work directly with them now. And we help other people that want to seek uh, you know, treatment get in. And we work with them and we sponsor them. Uh, what We had two people. We just wired money to Deer Hollow so two people could get in. And that's what it's about. It's about changing lives and, and making, you know, giving someone peace. And both Chris that, and I that's know amazing. That so, so that you, you guys are the helping hand. Uh, yes. Yeah, those, to those that, first responders. We're, we're, yes, exactly. And we're here because uh, one of the things that we didn't know, we realized that oftentimes we don't communicate when we're hurting with other people. We're, we're taught to suppress those feelings and not open up and not, not be come from true self and be transparent. But uh, Chris, tell them the story about how I didn't even know where you were going. So we, we've been uh, literally almost brothers for the last 28, 29 years. And, you know, there's been some lapses in our time in our earlier careers because I worked for a different agency. But uh, lately, you know, in the last 14 years, we've literally done everything together. And just to prove what, you know, how rare it is for, you know, first responders and vets to ask for help, especially men. Man, I mean, we're the worst at it. And I, I was. Who are you telling? Who are you telling, Chris? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I remember I was, uh, I, I helped coach uh, basketball where I was the SRL for six years. 
and we were out on wow. a retreat and something, something hit me in the head again. Uh, as far as like, you know what, I got to do something or I was afraid I wasn't going to be here, you know, the next week. Cause I just had the thoughts of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better off not here on this world. And I reached out to another friend who went to a, 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 a treatment place, Deer Hollow. And, you know, lo and behold, he had me on a plane. This was a Thursday. He had me on a plane Monday for my journey. And I sent Woody a text. And I, all I said was, hey, dude, sorry, I'm not going to have a phone for about 35, 40 days, but I'll get home as soon as I get back. And he writes back, he goes, what are you talking about? What, what, are, what do you mean? And so finally I told him, and it's kind of funny because he, same, he calls me, he says, no, I was scheduled to go first. I was already in line to go to this treatment place. But even him and I didn't tell each other. And that's, that's the sad thing. Okay. Best friends like this that don't talk. So imagine a complete stranger. Him and I didn't know each other. And how am I going to figure out if he needs to go seek help? Well, it's 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 very tough because it's a. I think it becomes a thing of of pride. Like I'm too prideful to tell you, my friend, that I'm not okay. That my mental right. health is not all in place. And so, I, how do I how do I convey that message to you when you're accustomed to seeing me? look and act and move a certain way. Exactly. Exactly. It's very scary to open up and be vulnerable and transparent. It's not easy to do. And that's why we're on a mission to change that and say, it's okay to not be okay. And I think that message needs to get out there. You're either in a storm, coming out of one or headed towards one. Okay. That's called life. And when you're hurting, you also need resources. You want to talk to someone who knows who's been there, who's done it, and that's where we come in. And that's what's cool about us. And I'll tell you this. I lost a friend who um, he took his own life uh, wow. agency from Everett PD. I had no clue he was hurting. I saw him at, at, at a function. We talked about everything. So I thought I had no clue he was hurting. And, right. uh, and then when I dove into this, I realized this is how we're losing our first responders. But we're not talking about it. And that includes agencies as well. And I got to tell you, one of, the, one of the stories how we got this thing started we were mandated to go to a uh, yearly refresher training. And uh, in this training was a program called Target Zero. It's a nationwide program. It's where they try to keep first responder deaths to a zero. That's their goal, right? They wow. talked about everything. Slow down when you drive. Uh, you know, be aware. Yeah. 360 awareness. You know what they didn't cover? The number one way we're killing, we're dying by suicide. Never touched on it. I never knew this before you two gentlemen got here on the show today. Exactly. That, that is the point. number one killer. I would have never thought that in a million years because when I think of a first responder, I think of someone that's that's strong-willed, that's determined, that's out there saving people. Like you would never think that these same people are contemplating taking their lives. Yes, because the the their brain is uh, their amygdala is overfiring, oftentimes Got at you. a rate of three hundred to five hundred percent. It's called kindled brain. Okay. Okay. And they're hurting inside with this compound trauma. If you've ever tried to save the life of a baby or an infant and you fail, there's an immense amount of guilt that weighs on you. Uh, you, you, you second guess yourself. You wish you could have done things different. Did I do something wrong? Right. Right. Um, Chris was present during the school shooting at um, Marysville Pilchuck High School. And it was very traumatic for him. I was involved in a shooting and we heard, we heard things like, oh, well, you know, uh, things like that just happened. You signed up for it. Yes, we did. Uh -huh, I agree 100%. And, and I had no clue of the enormous weight that would take place year after year seeing trauma and tragedy. 
and you know, gentlemen, when I think of those things, like these school shootings and things, I, I think of what current events have taken place in like Uvalde, Texas. And so if after hearing you, your gentlemen uh, speak about Brothers in Healing and, and the number one killer, I think about all the first responders that went to the scene, how they had to be feeling to see that innocent children, uh, you know, people, bystanders, but especially children. And the same thing goes for uh, the 4th of July incident in Highland Park out of Chicago. Like how you must feel when you have a job and a duty to do that you're here to protect and serve and all of this good stuff and, and, and rescue these people and you can't rescue them because these lives are taken. Yeah. It, you know, that's exactly right. You know, I never, well, I mean, I guess I hoped nothing would ever happen to me in my career like that, where I'd see that. Um, and in fact, we were at one of our trainings probably two months before my event happened at, at Marysville Pilchuck. And right. some of the guys in our own agency said, I don't know why we're talking about this. It's not going to happen here. And we're so tired of hearing that because all these, every time something happens on the news, oh, we're such a good community. This is not supposed to happen here. Well, we're all humans and there's evil out there. And the evil is going to go where they're going to succeed. That's and like Wooden said too, you know, when I, when I had mine and they, they put it over the radio that there was a shooting in the cafeteria, all, you know, my focus was, was to run into that cafeteria and stop the threat. Right. Um, but you're not, I don't think we as humans, we're not prepared and we're not taught to accept in our brains what we're looking at because it's almost like it was a movie, you know, especially for mine. And it's like, it's crazy, but we're just not rigged to do that. Yeah. The survival mode. I mean, I, I'm, you get into survival mode. You're trying to survive and you get in survival mode. I think in, in your shoes at being a, a, a in law enforcement or whatever the case is. Okay. I'm in protection mode and it's just this, this adrenaline rush. I, I can't imagine what it feels like to do what you guys do, but moving into my next question, gentlemen, if someone wants to participate in brothers in healing, how can they get started? All you do is go to our website. If you want to participate, what we what we need most is is financial support so that we can help get people in the treatment. And what we do is you can't force somebody to change, but we do have a lot of people who want to change, but they just can't afford to go to treatment. Treatment is very, very expensive. And that's the best way you can help. We will do everything else. We know how to talk the talk. We've walked the walk. We know what to say. We sit there for hours uh, talking with people who they don't feel like they have another choice. I, I think between you and I, I mean, lately it's exhausting, but we, we talk with these first responders. You know what they love? They love to hear the fact that you've already gone through the treatment. You know what they're going through uh, to a certain extent. And they love the fact that we don't sugarcoat anything. And we tell them when you try to heal and work on yourself, it is not easy. It's like going over to a hornet's nest, grabbing it and shaking it. And now all Man. these memories come out. Childhood trauma work-related trauma, uh, just life trauma all comes out and now you have to deal with it. And people say, well, are you fixed? Nope, you're never fixed. What you have is you have additional tools other than alcohol, drugs, suicidal ideation to deal with this kind of stuff. That's what it really is about. Well, all I can say to you two gentlemen, I commend you both for this amazing purpose behind Brothers in Healing uh, more, more power to you. My hat's off to you. Cause I couldn't do the job personally, but Hey, that's why you're here. Right. Brothers and healing. Thank you so much for being a special guest on the show today. 
And uh, and once again, can you read that website to everybody? Yeah, it's www.brothersinhealingalloneword.com. And we'll post it in the description below. We'll have it tagged on the video. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And I'm wishing you much success in your fundraise. And I keep doing what you do. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you so much for having us. God bless. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm Brandon. We'll see you next time on the next episode on air with Brandon J. Goodbye for now. Hi, this is Brandon, and you are tuning in to On Air with Brandon J. right here on iHeartRadio. We try try over and over till we master each try and then we move forward but this time this time is something bigger Stop descending and everything's all said and done I'm graduating, graduating
you have not followed me on social media, make sure you follow me on all social media at I am Brandon J. And if we are not connected on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Brandon J. I've always been told that time moves fast, not slow, big and fast and bold. Tell me where do the memories go, hiding in the chambers of our heart. Something that we can find Hiding in the chambers of our heart So we're going to feature brand new content with purpose behind it. News from Hollywood execs, artists, talent, entertainment news, you name it, all things Hollywood right here on On Air with Brandon J. Thank you for tuning in to On Air with Brandon J. Follow on Instagram at I am Brandon J.